BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With the wild and crazy offseason we've already had in the NBA so far this offseason, I thought, what way to add to the craziness than to bring on a guest? And today we're bringing on CP the Franchise from Knicks Fan TV. Let's go ahead and get into that right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bulls news and content. Extremely excited to bring to the show. This is CP, the franchise from Knicks Fan TV, who's been over there doing his thing, man. How you doing, brother? Good, good, man. Just a quick correction. It's, it's the franchise, no R. You know, for the fans, right. the, franchise. the fans, the yeah. franchise. Yeah, man. But, uh, you know, absolutely a pleasure to be on with you, man. For sure, man. So, like, uh, our, our franchises seem like to always be connected every couple of years, right? And we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. Yeah. But, man, before we even get into the basketball, I want to talk about you some. So, of course, you started Knicks Fan TV. Your journey has been crazy, an inspiration to, like, a lot of us content creators, especially getting in this game. Uh, if you, like, like through the journey and the things that you've been through and still mm-hmm. hoping to obtain and stuff, like, what what's what's the the – what's the biggest thing it's taught you about yourself? Cause I feel like we always focus on like the content and everything, but it's a journey also learning ourselves through yeah. this as well. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's um, when I started it six, you know, six years ago to now, it's just a testament to my commitment. And I, and I felt like I finally tapped into my passion, you know, as a kid coming up in the game, you find different hustles, you find different side hustles that you want to get into, but a lot of it is with the intention of making money, which is fine. Yep. You know, you got to eat, you got to pay rent, you got to go out, you got to, you know, get fly and all of that. All of that is great. But a lot of the stuff that I was getting into really had no staying power because I just wasn't passionate about it. So what I learned about myself and starting Knicks Fan TV and, and still added six years later was that I finally tapped into my passion, which is talking sports, connecting with people, you know, talking diehard Knicks fan, diehard Giants, Yankees, all of that. But specifically with the Knicks, just connecting with fans on a daily basis and giving them a platform to, you know, let their opinions be heard, let their emotions be heard. Sometimes it's it's not what people want to hear. Sometimes, yeah, it could be negative. But listen, this is what sports is all about. You know, the fan is the lifeblood of, of the sport. They are the investors in the sport. So there should be a platform for, for them to voice their opinions on it. And, you know, whether you agree or disagree, that's what it's all about. As long as we could respectfully have a debate, have a conversation about it, that's what make the platform go. I agree with that, man, and that that's that's kind of what I try to do here with Bull Central too. Is like I want I always say that it's a platform. It's not like I'm the host of the show, cool, but like this is for 
the Bulls fan, the Bulls community. Right. I want everybody to be able to come here and have fun, have their conversations, and make their voices part of the show as well. That's why I do like the mailbag episodes on the weekend where I'd say it's, it's their show. So, like, and I, I think much like uh, with you, like, I got into like, I'm an extreme introvert, bro. I'm quiet <laughs> as heck. So, the fact that I get on here on this mic and talk like every day out the week, seven days a week, I'm on this mic, man. It's like, I, it taught me so much about myself. And so, like it, like you said, you, I love the way that you worded is saying find your passion because that's what I did. If somebody would have told me eight, ten years ago that my passion would be talking, I'd be like, "There's no way, man. I don't like to talk." Yeah, so yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it, it's been a great journey, a worthwhile journey, and uh, and it continues, man. So yeah, definitely looking forward to it. That's a fact. That's a fact. But let's get into these teams, man. So recently recent rumors probably really going back to the trade deadline has you guys linked and interested in zach levine and we can talk a little bit about that but i want to ask is like i'm so zoomed in i'm a bulls fan been only a bulls fan my whole entire time on this planet shout out to my pops who grew up on the south side of chicago but um what's what's your view as somebody who's like not a bulls fan how do you view zach levine because i think bulls fan has a tendency to either overrate or underrate our own players yeah. but like ask somebody from the outside looking in what is your perspective yeah. on Zach Levine? i mean my, my perspective on zach levine has always been he's a talented player he's a bucket you know one of the best in the game at, at just getting out there and getting his own he could get him in bunches you know we, we've seen that it's just the, the biggest concern is how much better could he make this next team should they acquire him how much is it going to cost because obviously with the bulls they gave up a lot. They really put it, all their chips in the in the middle to get Vucevic. They paired off some draft capital to get the Rosen. So I would have to think that in a Levine trade, they're going to want something back, something comparable back to try to you know jumpstart their rebuild. So I like the player of of Levine's character, but it's like when you look at the Bulls' success or lack thereof, the question is how much better can he make this next team? Because you look at what the Bulls had with Vucevic, with DeRozan. Yes, you know, Monzo was injured and and they didn't have much of a, a bench depth over that time, but they didn't really turn that corner like they were expected to when, when they made that deal. So I like the player that Levine is. Now, the knee concerns, the injury concerns, that's certainly there. But when you look at what's out there, I don't think there's a player out there without injury concerns. So <laughs> that's fair. You know what I mean? It's yeah, interesting. Yeah. And it's yes, we, you like the way the Knicks finished last season, two games away from the Eastern Conference Finals. And part of you saying, yeah, it's intriguing to run it back with some of these younger guys. But on the flip side, it's kind of like, man, if you, if you can get a chance, if you can take a chance on a Zach Levine and it doesn't cost you that much. You would have to entertain it. So, you know, to 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 wrap it up, I would love a player like that, but it, it just depends on the cost, man. It really yeah. just depends on the cost. I feel you. I feel you. And I think, like, at this point, like, Bulls fans so undervalue uh, Zach. It's like, hey, let's just get anything back. It's like, come on, man. Zach's, Zach can be top 10 in the league in scoring and has been at points in time. So. Right. It's 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 it is what it is there. Now we have a lot of shared history, especially recent history. There's a player that you guys just uh, opted out of the contract in Derrick Rose. Uh, a lot of Bulls fans hoping Rose comes back home. I'm not one that shares that opinion. I feel I look at Rose like he doesn't really offer what we need right now at the point guard position. There's some some back and forth thought on how much does Rose really have in the tank? As somebody who like is so ingrained in in the Knicks and Knicks culture, like. Yeah. Was was Derrick Rose not playing a byproduct of something else going on, or, do, or does he just not have it in the tank? From what from what you know and in, 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 to me, nobody would know better than Tibbs. 
Yeah. Right. Nobody would know better than Tibbs, a guy who everybody says has a proclivity to lean on veteran players. If Tibbs isn't playing Rose, he knows that the, the gas is coming out of the tank. But make no mistake, man, when Derrick Rose came to the Knicks three years ago at that trade deadline, he was the final piece to really solidify their run to locking in that fourth seed. And yes, it didn't, didn't turn out well with the Hawks. But if you watch that team, when Rose got there, Julius took them to that level, and then Rose took them over the top to really, really lock that in, man. He was so dynamic off the bench. He had excellent chemistry with Emmanuel quickly, Obi Toppin. He was, outside of Julius Randle, their most reliable creator for somebody that could just get go out there and get their own. A lot of the guys in that team were relying on Julius to create for them. Reggie Bullock would play off of Julius. Even R.J. Barrett would play off of Julius. You know, Alec Burks would come off the bench and give you a spark. But Rose turned back the clock, was able to dig into that MVP bag a little bit, yes, older, but with the savviness that comes with that, he was great for the Knicks. And even in the playoffs, man, uh, like even though they lost in a gentleman sweep to the Hawks, D. Rose – in some of those games, especially on the road in the Hawks, I, I traveled with the team. I was there watching one through four. He was dynamic, man. But I just felt like as the years went on, he just became less and less effective on both ends of the floor. Defensively, he's just not there. And offensively, just doesn't, you know, he's losing his lift year after year. So, as I said, I think nobody would know better than Tibbs whether he still has it. And to see Tibbs going with even guys like a Miles McBride off the bench or, uh, you know, certain guys like that, it, it just showed me that the, the clock, the time was running out for D-Rose. So I'm not surprised that they didn't pick up the option. And who knows, the Bulls could be an option. I'm hearing the Suns could be an option as well. So maybe a team desperate for some, you know, third point guard depth, maybe they pick him up. Yeah, I mean, I I hope the world for D-Rose. Like, I really do hope that he can get in, and I really hope he can get a title before he gets out the game. I, yeah. I really do. Like, when you look at, like, what he was able to accomplish before the knee, the knee injury and everything, like, the fact of the matter is we've never got to see a Derrick Rose in his prime because it was taken away from him. And even though he came back, he changed his game, he was able to still find a way to be an effective player for a handful of years. I just, I just, I really want him to be able to get get a title, man. And you know, we'll we'll remain to see and watch to see if that's in his future. Uh, we also share a coach history, and that is Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. A lot of people feel like Tom Thibodeau always has a finite amount of time on the franchise before he burns it out on that roster. What yeah. What's your view on Tom Thibodeau right now? Look, I mean, if you if you take a look back, if you pull it back and take a look at Tibbs' resume with this team, he made the playoffs two out of three years, fourth seed one year, fifth seed the other, two years in which I believe that they exceeded expectations. I mean, Vegas only had this team winning about between 39 to 41 games, depending on which sports book you went to. This team won 48 games, took the fifth seed, and then beat the Cavs in a gentleman's sweep, a team that many expected to be better than the Knicks. Same thing he did in in um, in – 2019 2020 yes they did not beat the the hawks in the four five matchup but th that next team was not expected to even make the playoffs and so for tibbs what it seems like to me is that these players are still bought in they're still locked in they're still buying into to to what he's preaching out there they're playing hard for him which is what you you know is what he demands yep. from his players and maybe that's why a lot of these teams exceed their expectations because they're going so hard from game one to game 82. A lot of teams, like, for example, you've heard Jimmy Butler say, hey, you know, Miami Heat, we don't take this thing seriously until after the All-Star break. You have yeah. teams on load management, whereas with the Knicks, they're going hard from game one to game 82. Now, 
On the negative side, I believe he still needs an offensive coach. I don't think this offense that the Knicks play right now, which is heavy, heavy isolation offense. Yes, it is read and react, but there's there's really not much ball movement or player movement on this offense. I don't think it's something that is is um, can be successful in the playoffs because they're very easy to defend. That's what you saw in that Miami series. They became very easy to defend. On the flip side, you look at that Miami Heat team, they're playing hot potato. They're getting into an open man. Almost every possession is ending in an open shot. They're bleeding the shot clock down 23 seconds to get a good shot off. And so that Knicks team on their tibs, that's one of the things that I have not liked about him is that he needs to get an offensive coordinator and and remove himself from that side of the ball because the Knicks under Tom Thibodeau offensively outside of their first season when they made the playoffs, they've been hovering low in terms of three-point percentage, assists, passing. It's it's just effective field goal percentage, which is very important, especially in the playoffs. you got to shoot the ball efficiently. It just hasn't been there. And so I would say that's the knock on him. But like I said, as you pull it back, it's hard to knock what he's done, man. He's, he's had the team in the playoffs in two out of the last three years. Yeah, Tibbs is one of those coaches where I think, like, it's easy always to focus on what he doesn't do well, right, and forget that he gets guys ready. And he and he 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 gets the most out of every roster now. Yeah, sometimes that burns out. Sometimes it's injuries. Sometimes it comes with playing players a little bit too many minutes because he can ride people sometimes. But Tibbs, I, Tibbs is one of those coaches I really wish that the Bulls would have held on to just built that. That let him let him have a decade of running it, but it is what it is. I love what he's done down there, uh, well up there, I should say, with you guys in New York, man. It's been amazing to watch. And uh, Jalen Brunson, like I, I, we got to talk a little bit about Jalen Brunson, man. Him coming to the Knicks, it seemed to be, really be that 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 change up that you needed, that dog mentality that you needed from him. How how, how have you felt about Jalen Brunson and what he's how he's helped change the team and bring a different kind of edge to that team since he's come there? Spectacular. Spectacular is the word, man. Um, just it, it, for me, it just started from last year's playoffs to yeah. when he was with Dallas and watched him. I said, whoa, OK, because at that time it, it was already known that he was on the Knicks radar. So you're watching him intently and he's cooking spider. They go and they they knock off the Jazz. Then they go. They knock off CP3 and the Suns. And some of that was with him being the guy. With Luka Doncic being injured and, and coming back slowly, recovering from I don't I think it was a hamstring or something, a calf injury, and Jalen's going in and he's cooking him. And when he came here, just watching him operate, it didn't even seem like he needed much time to get acclimated to his teammates. Didn't seem like he needed to make much adjustments. He came in here from an opening tip. This was his team. It didn't okay. take too long for you to realize, like, okay, this is our guy. His arsenal at all three levels is so impressive. His footwork, it, it's impeccable. It's a master class when you watch how he operates, how he uses his footwork, his strength, his physicality to create separation, whether it's a guy that's his size or even a wing. Sometimes you saw wings when you play certain teams, they would put wings on him, and he's still able to get his shot off. And so it was just masterful to see him work. But I think the most important thing about his acquisition, what he's brought to this team, was his mental strength, his mental toughness. Because in this town, it's not easy to play here. It's not easy to handle the pressure of winning in New York. And he came in here, he took the reins right away, and his maturity and mental toughness was something that I hadn't seen in a while in a Knicks player. 
somebody that would hold themselves accountable after losses. Like, yeah, I got to be better. I got to do this. And he would do it. Yeah. He would do it. He would come off of a bad game. And the next night he'd give you 30, 40 and just cook, man. So uh, the Knicks got themselves a real dog, a real steal. When you look at the contract that they signed, can't talk about overpaid anymore. Jalen Brunson is the real deal. <laughs> Certainly got snubbed in the all-star game and all NBA yeah. honors, but you know, only so many people can make it. I wish they would expand the rosters because he's certainly deserving. For sure, especially as they look to go to, like, remove positions being part of that voting and stuff. We'll see right. what they do with that. Uh, I think when, when you came in, when we all came into the season, I think people kind of looked at the Bulls and the Knicks very similar. Not as much space between them as what ended up being this season. There's yeah. a lot of space yeah, between yeah, the Bulls yeah. and the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, I, I always like, especially when, when it's not Bulls fans again, because I can admit I'm so zoomed in on just the Bulls, like, what we hear so much about the Bulls roster. They need to do this, rebuild this. Some people want to see blow it all up. Some people want to see retool. As as somebody who's also a basketball fan, outside of just a fan of one team, what's your what's your view on the on the yeah. Bulls roster right now? Well, the experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty five thousand dollars, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc Lonzo thing hurts Yo. you know the, the Lonzo yeah. thing hurts because you know they were doing well when he was cooking and it doesn't seem like he's gonna come back man so that hurts i thought the vucevic going all in for vucevic was a big mistake i don't look at him as a as a big time player like that talented player Mm -hmm. Talented player, but I didn't look at it as, oh, okay, you go get Vucevic, you go get DeRozan, and now you have yourself a championship core. I didn't look at those three guys as a championship core. I, I just didn't see it. And so I thought it was a risky gamble for them to go all in on, on those three guys. And then the Lonzo thing kind of falling apart really didn't help them. I like Caruso a lot. He's a player who... Uh, I felt like once they picked him up in free agency, he was going to be a glue guy for any team. I love the Caruso acquisition. Pat Williams, decent. You know, I don't. I don't think he's he's lived up to. Remember when Pat Williams was in the draft and he rose up those those draft yeah, boards? Yeah. 
they were talking about, okay, this, this guy could be the next Hawaii Leonard. Right. Yeah. But he hasn't really lived up to that. And then I just, I don't see much off of the bench. AO's AO's nice. I think AO could be a nice scrappy um, defender, backup point guard. We'll see what happens with Kobe White. He is Kobe White. He's a restricted free agent. Restricted free agent. Yeah. He's a restricted free agent. But other than that, like I don't see much depth on that roster. And coming into the season, as you said, I, I had them around the Knicks hovering around playing territory, maybe six, seven, eight, nine around that around, yeah. around there, because I didn't I didn't think they were going to maintain where they were the year before that. And, and it kind of showed. So it's going to be interesting to see what the offseason holds. Does Levine get dealt? Does DeRozan get dealt on that yeah. expiring deal? Uh, does Vucevic come back? They, they got a very interesting offseason ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, I just – my thing is, like, our, our front office just seems like it's slow to move off their mistakes. They almost double down on a mistake. And like like you said, with the Vucevic thing, at the time I really liked the move. But then, you know, we, we missed the playoffs this first year, came here on, on the trade deadline. Zach Levine was out for two weeks with COVID. We were on the path to make the playoffs. We ended up giving an additional lottery pick then, a lottery pick this year. And so that trade just ultimately – is a it's a bad it's a blemish for sure yeah, and yeah. you know i understand why they have to try to bring him back this offseason because hey he's still a top top 10 top 12 center in the league yeah, yeah. um and so you, you can't let him walk for nothing especially when you don't have cap space but something has to give with this roster eventually and if you're not going to do it this offseason at the trade deadline something but it just doesn't seem like our front office is willing to do that type of move and so i i really don't know man it's, it's yeah. going to be an offseason of like a frustration is the way that I could probably yeah. word it the yeah. best, man. It's, it's, it's hard to tell which direction they really want to go in. I mean, you correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. It's just hard to tell which direction they want to go in. Uh, you know, when you make those moves like they did for Vucevic and, and even for DeRozan, I'm always of the belief that you have to see it through for at least a couple of years yeah. to see if you could get some sort of return on your investment. Because as a general manager, as ownership, as a general manager, you know, you're pitching that to your owners like, OK, this is it. You know what I mean? It's hard to kind of double back because a lot of general managers don't get that second chance. Now, you guys did bring in um, what was it Arturs, um Arnishova. Right. And that was when two years ago. That was three years ago. Three now. years ago. Three years ago. So maybe he gets another run at, at, a, at a rebuild. We'll see. What do you, yeah, he, what do you think? I, I mean, the thing is, we've only had, what, president of basketball operation, we've only had three in our history. Usually, for the Bulls, if you're the president of basketball operation, you're getting at least a decade. That's just yeah. the kind of way that it's gone. So, yeah, yeah I think he's going to get another run at it. I just think that ownership, because he, he went all in, right? He went to try to get Vooch. He went to try to get DeMar. Gave up a lot of future assets to bring in those two. Mm -hmm. So, I think, ultimately, like, he... Right now, he's holding on to future assets. He's he's not trying to make any deal that he has to include any other first-round picks in. Yeah. But then at the same time, you don't want to give up your veteran. He, he doesn't want to give up his veterans to get more capital back. And so we're sitting in this place now where we have this veteran roster that really the ceiling on it probably is an 8-7 seed. Yeah. And then we have these young players that aren't getting the chance to develop because we have these veterans in front of them. And so it's just it's just this this dichotomy between the two that not, we're not thriving in any area right either area right now. We got to, we got to figure out something, man. Yeah, I, I agree, man. You, you got to pick a direction, you know, like I said, you, you don't want to, yes, you do want to see those investments through, but especially when Lonzo went down, it's, it's yeah. bad luck that a lot of that, a lot of that situation for them is bad luck. But at this point you got to look at it as he's a sunk cost. You're not getting much out of, out of your big three. 
maybe this is the time. You know, Zach Levine had a great year this year. Yeah. Right. Maybe this is the time to see if you can sell high. You have the Rosen on an expiring contract. Is a team like a Portland interested? You know, because because a lot of obviously Levine is 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 the hallmark, but nobody's really talking about the uh, Rosen as potentially being a trade piece yeah. for a team out there. Is that's very? I found that to be very interesting. But you know, we have the new CBA ramifications looming. A lot of teams are trying to maneuver to to try to get right with the cap. You've seen a lot of cap casualties. Yesterday was John Collins. You saw, uh, you know, Bradley Beal. You saw Chris Paul, Jordan Poole. A lot of cap casualties yeah. out there. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the, how the Bulls uh, press this thing going forward because I, I just don't see contender status in their future because they have a lot of pieces they need to to yeah. to, to get there. Yeah, and I mean that Lonzo Ball contract is probably the biggest thing harping in them right now. That's twenty million dollars, forty million dollars, because we still got two more seasons left on it. Yeah, we're just not gonna get any value out of it. And like you said, like it, to me, I've already wrote it off. His career is probably over with that. The, uh, car, yeah, the cartilage replacement surgery that he has. I think people don't really realize that that's usually what elderly people get, so they can have a comfortable ability to just walk, much less right. play sports. So right, right. Yeah, it's it's looking real bleak there, and you know. We'll see, what, what, man. Do you, we'll see. what do you think about the people that's, that's uh, been complaining about uh, that it, it's all about the shoes, that his father ruined them? It, that, that it's, when you have that type, it's more than just the shoes. I, like, can't, it, I, I can't see it. Yeah, you know, everybody, we love our conspiracy theories. I always have this thing like yeah. sports are soap operas for men. No, people know that yeah. they will build a storyline out of nothing in sports, bro. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy. hundred percent. hundred percent, man. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe people doing this, man. Like the, <laughs> the triple B's uh, was, was so long ago. Now, now you, you saying that ruined his career. I can't see that, man. Yeah, and well, he only wore for the half of his rookie season, right? right. Like, come on, right. man. Crazy. LeVar, LeVar been chilling for the longest. You know, once, <laughs> once Lamelo came into the league, LeVar was like, yo, I'm out. You know, y'all yeah. got it. Yeah. And now they're bringing it back up, man. It's just terrible. But, yeah, it's, uh, it sucks to see, uh, you know, Lonzo doesn't look like he's, he's going to be coming back, man. Doesn't look like yeah. it. Yeah, unfortunately, man. You mentioned a lot of the crazy deals we've already seen. How crazy do you think this offseason is going to get, man? Because if this is any indication, this yeah. may be one of the more exciting offseasons that we've seen in quite a while. Yeah, it, it, it already has been, man. When you look at the names that have been going around, Chris Paul traded twice, you know, Bradley Beal being traded. You had the Zion rumors at the draft. I think this could be one of the more dynamic offseasons just by the way that teams are trying to get nimble with the cap so that they're not hamstrung by that second apron. Because if you hit that second apron, you're going to be truly, truly restricted from making moves down the road. And so even Marcus Smart, you know, Boston yeah. had to make a move on a Marcus Smart to, to get better. They had to sacrifice a Marcus Smart. They bring in a Porzingis. Not sure how that works because they remove so much heart and toughness from their team. Yeah. But those are the type of players that and the type of moves that you're going to see. So, obviously, Dame is going to be the guy to watch. Is Dame going to get dealt? Is he finally going to say, hey, I have no chance to win here because he doesn't? Yeah. And is he going to get dealt? Is it Brooklyn? Is it Miami? That's going to be your marquee name there. What does, is DeAndre Ayton, although the Suns said they're going to keep him, is that just posturing to try yeah, to yeah. you know up the ante against the team? Or is it because they really haven't gotten any, any good deals and they want to see how it looks with those four before they make any hasty decisions? So yeah. I, I just think this is going to be a fascinating offseason. You know, Brian Windhorse came out today. And he just threw some coded language out there about 
outrageous yeah. things that could be going on in Cleveland. Yeah. Everybody's obviously jumping on Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. <laughs> Every it's like it was just like three years in a row that Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks things popped yeah. up. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's only a matter of time. He has two years plus a, a player option on his deal. I don't expect him to stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I definitely don't. Uh, he he's been wanting to come play for the Knicks for the longest time. He's out here every off season. He lives here. He's out here, and so I, I just don't see him calling Cleveland home for for the long term. Now that could all change. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Cleveland gets Bronny and, and Bron comes back for another one, <laughs> for a third tour. You know, and, and, and you know they come up with a super team. But um, I like the Cavs. I just think they're another team that needs they need a little more depth in in, in that rotation. A little bit tougher defensively, especially off the bench, to really put themselves over the top. Yeah, I like the young. I like a lot of the the Cavs rosters. Much as I hate to to admit it, like Darius Garland to me is like, I, it's so much potential in him. I just think he needs to refine his game a little bit more. You look at their front court. Evan Mobley yeah. is just a monster. Yeah, uh, and and they're they're one of those young players taking that next step and that leap up. To, to hitting that next tier in the NBA, I just don't know when that's going to happen. And yeah. I don't know if they have the right coach for it either. I have my own issues there, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, man, I, I went to uh, Knicks versus Cavs game two, and that was the one game that the Knicks lost, and they got absolutely destroyed. And Darius Garland was leading the charge, man. I was watching him just annihilate every single Nick he could. Um, it, it's, it's a joy watching him play basketball, man. And, and like you said, with Evan Mobley, that could just be it, right? Maybe it's yeah. just the natural development and matriculation of an Evan Mobley that, that ultimately takes him over the top. Can, if he can ultimately be that two-way player that people are expecting or anticipating that he can be, maybe that's a difference maker, man, because I believe that the Knicks really imposed their will and their size on Evan Mobley in that series to where he was really neutralized. That's a fact. That's a fact. Last question before we go. You brought him up a little bit, and I've been asking everybody this who's been coming on, the Dame saga. Do you yeah. think Dame is a Portland Trailblazer by the time the season starts? He could, only because I don't think the – I don't see the Blazers in any haste to trade mm-hmm. him. He still has – he doesn't have much leverage. Maybe they put move, you know, drag it through summer league into the preseason to try to accurately gauge this trade market, see who's desperate. Maybe I don't know. Is it a two team race between Miami and Brooklyn? You would have to think that Dame, being the model citizen, being Portland, he is Portland. Yeah, I think that they will do right by him. So unless he has another team in mind, obviously Miami's out at, at the top. But he also mentioned Brooklyn as being one of those. So. I think it's possible. I don't. I don't think this is a a red alert that he has to be traded before the season starts. I think this could drag into the season, but ultimately, I, I think that his days with the Portland Trailblazers are numbered. Man, they're, they're just they have no shot at this thing. The reports are saying that he's going to wait, see what happens in free agency. I mean, like I said, they and maybe they offer you guys something that you can't refuse to get with Dean and DeRozan. But even still, yeah. If Scoot ain't in it, I don't want it. But hey, it is, you know, like you know, we start the conversation off at Scoot. But like, I, I, here's what I, I I always say with it: like the Portland Trailblazers have to do what's best for their franchise. And I I love Dame. I I want to see Dame on a championship contending team. But like they've tried, they've they've 
many rebuilt that team like three times in the last five years. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And they already have the framework to go younger. You look at Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons. That's already a, a further along jump start on a rebuild than most teams start with. Yeah, so true, true. it may be that time and they may have to make that difficult decision to just be like, damn, listen, we love you, but it's best for you and us, man. Yeah. So there, there's just there's just no point. It's a it's a brand new, it's a young team. I, I even like Watford. I like Watford on that yeah. team. They got some nice young scrappers, man. It's just the, the timelines just don't match. It, it's time. Look, Dame, he he gave it his all there. But I, I just think it is for the best of both parties, man, to just keep it pushing. And hey, we'll see if Dame could uh t- could host up that O'Brien trophy somewhere. If he goes to Miami as a Knicks fan, I'll be tight. But <laughs> as somebody in the East, if he goes to Miami, man, I'm going to be yeah. pissed. Yeah, like, I'll be tight, man. I'll be tight, man. Dame, feel, Dame and Jimmy like together on the playoff the last line? piece for them. Oh, for you sure. You know, watching Jimmy these last two years in the finals this year and in the conference finals the year before that, it just seems like he just runs. He Look, you look at his numbers, you're like, yo, he did what he could, but yeah. it's just not good enough. They just yeah. need that one more guy that could just go ballistic on you. And, and that's Dane, man. That's yeah. they, they got everything else. They got the three-point shooters. They got Bam, who's a versatile two-way player, excellent defender, excellent passer. Bam in the mid-range was uh, was pretty impressive. I love how Bam approached the finals. Very aggressive. Jimmy's Jimmy, but he's going to be another year older. Yeah, Load management. He's going to have to coast his way to that. They, they need one more guy, man. I think that's Dane. We'll see, man. We'll see that. That's going to be terrible for the East, but yeah. hey, it is yeah. what it is. Man, I'm a basketball fan first, so, you know, I enjoy watching it. Uh, CP, man, thank you so much for your time, man. Go ahead yeah, and tell man. everybody where they can follow you, get in tune with you, all that good stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, YouTube.com slash KnicksFanTV. Uh, KnicksFanTV on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. CP the Franchise on Instagram, Twitter as well. And uh, we got a new channel, the NBA Report, man. Follow the NBA Report on uh youtube instagram twitter as well man so definitely appreciate the time definitely man thank you uh so much for tuning in man and uh we're gonna have to link up for uh because i do these post games and and, and pre-game shows during yeah. the season we have to link up or something on one of those during the season man. absolutely man no problem right. appreciate you having right, for having me on anytime man y'all make sure you're gonna check them out you already know where to follow me at man thank you for tuning in to another episode of chicago bulls central man you guys can follow the show at bulls central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bulls central pod at gmail.com and lastly you want to leave a voicemail and our text message for our mailbag episodes 773-270-2799 we're the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related and we up out here peace y'all this has been a presentation of the break break media, media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 